0: Are well, you guys ready? Ready for worship today? Yes. Sir. Praise God. All right. Well, let's. Uh, we'll have a call to worship with um, from the Psalms. It's out of Psalms 46, and I think it's very appropriate for uh, for our world today. It says, "God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake." with their surging, God is forever in control it's Andy's addition. I invite you to bow with me as um, I lead us in a in a word of prayer father we just come to you today Lord just thankful for the blessing of, of friendship and brotherhood at the foot of the cross and Lord I pray that you would bless our our worship today I pray that you would bless the reading of your word and God I pray that you would encourage our hearts Where we need to have encouragement. And Lord, I pray this in the blessed name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. All right, how's everybody doing today? Everybody have a good week? Yes. It's a little cool. cool. Yeah, my week has been. um, How many Netflix series did you make it I have watched far too much TV, (laughs) read. I tried to keep myself occupied, but uh, one week left. Seven days. Six days. Six, days, six days, six days. You know we're like on uh, on day one of week two, so uh, six days left, and then we'll be back, Lord willing, in full operation, and uh, it'll be a blessed day for us. So um, I ask this every week, and I will continue to ask it. Any uh, any specific prayer request today? Anything that I can pray for you guys this week? Um, the safety revolver, troops, families yeah, that called? Yeah, for families. How are your families doing? Family's doing okay? Struggling, uh, making through the craziness? Everybody got toilet paper? Sam's club, <laughs> Sam's club was stacked yesterday, so my wife is good. Yeah. I, I, too, talked to my wife last night, and she was able to obtain toilet paper yesterday. That's a victory. You know. So uh, it's the small things, the little things. Actually, that's what the title of our sermon is today, the little things. So... Um, let me uh, before we get to it, get into uh, God's word today. Let me let me pray for these things, and um, we'll we'll get right to our, serv- our sermon for the day. Lord, thank you that we can come before Your throne, and Lord, just uh, cast our cares and concerns before You. And God, as as I stand here now, I know that um, that we have voiced some of our requests, but really, in the recesses of our heart, there are many requests that go unspoken. And Lord, you tell us that you know the the. The innermost secrets you know what our heart feels and lord i just pray for those unspoken requests god that you would just be mighty and sovereign and lord that we would be fearful as indiv- fearless as individuals to come before you with our with our concerns and with our praises and lord we do praise you we praise you for being the creator of all things god for being the author of our salvation lord for being the rock and the foundation of our lives and Lord, we do, I just pause and I just pray for the families who are, who are left behind. Um, having to endorse uh, just a, a, a weird state of, of being um, while we're forward deployed. Lord, I pray for the families, God, that you would be their strength and their shield. And Lord, I pray for, um, for all of the, the soldiers who put themselves in harm's way today. In Iraq, and Syria, and around the globe. God, that you would just shelter us with your protection. Put a hedge of protection around us and Lord, put your shield above us. And God, when we go into battle each day with the sword of the Spirit and your shield. Lord, bless our time together today as we open your word and study. Convict us as we need convicting and encourage us as we need encouraging. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So last week we talked a little bit, we we talked about, uh, you know, fear and, uh, you know, and I I took that message and turned it into the, uh, into the chaplain's anvil, which was fear and and quarantine. Um, it's kind of like my reflections a little bit on, you know, what fear, like where, what, where our fear comes from and, and why we shouldn't be in fear. And we talked about last week about the fiery furnace and how Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they went into the fiery furnace, and you know they faced fear directly um and in the midst of their fear god never left them and as a matter of fact god was by their side and so when king nebuchadnezzar went up and he looked through the portal into the into the fiery furnace as the as the fires raged he saw the three men and he saw a fourth man who was like the son of god standing in there with him and so as we face fears in life we know that god Is right there with us just like he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And this week I want to kind of like, you know, kind of flip the page a little from from fear to like, you know, maybe a little bit of joy. Maybe a lot of joy. Maybe we need a lot of joy. Maybe this world needs a lot of joy. Maybe we need to be reminded of the little things. And um, so hopefully you will see that how that what that means to us as we as we move forward. But I'll start with this. So my, my daughter is about to graduate. Um, whether or not she gets to walk across the st- stage remains to be seen, but uh, she's getting ready to graduate. And there's been a lot of activities that we've been having to do that are like tear-jerkers. I've had to sort through pictures. I was, she, we did one of those one page ads in the you know, yearbook I had to sort through pictures and create this like, you know, vignette of her life through pictures. And I was sitting in the room there, just getting like teary-eyed trying to look at pictures. I uh, put into him this, into this ad. And then um, she said, Dad, we, I need a picture for, uh, of me as an uh, infant, as a child, because they're going to use it in some sort of like presentation. So she, she was asking specifically. And um, there's, a, uh, there's a, a picture of her with um, holding a flower, and i've as i've talked about you know how how we should appreciate god's creation um, in my ministry i've always i've always tried to show that picture of of my daughter ashton and she remembers that i, tell, I preached a sermon once on you know you know finding god um, in our daily lives and and the she's holding this flower and she's about i think she's 2 or 3 years old and she's got it held up to her face and she's looking at it very very intently and just finds great joy in that and i remember what she asked me i was taking pictures of her because she looked so cute holding this flower right i was taking pictures of her and she was like dad why did why did god make the flower this way What what is this and she's like three years old and she's asking like these deep questions about god's creation and god's beauty and i find that kids know how to find god in little things And I think as adults, we need to remember that God is in the little things. You know, Albert Einstein once said this. He said, there are two ways that we can live life. You can live, you can live as if nothing is a miracle. Or you can live as if everything is a miracle. C-RAM. The C-RAM is a miracle. It protects us from above. It's like right on cue. It's right on cue, right? <laughs> Appreciate the little things. Thank God we have CRAM to protect us, right? So we have, we can, we, Einstein says we can live life in two ways. One is to like, you know, not see anything as a miracle. And the other way is to see everything as a miracle. And, you know, God, for us as believers, I believe that God just d- demonstrates himself as a miracle worker in all things. The fact that we live and stand upright and the way that our body works and that our heart pumps and that we get up and we breathe oxygen every day is a miracle. Life is definitely a miracle. You know, we're very happy when um, when God grants these huge blessings. Big things. We give God the glory. Um, and when things go bad, you know, we ask, why God? You know? Um but maybe in the in the in between times and I think maybe we're in that in between time where, you know, there's plenty of things around us to, to make us feel negative, right? Plenty of things. I mean, I don't get to get out and get a feel of like how people are doing. It was just something I, it's, it's a little odd for me, like, you know, the sometimes the commander says, you know, hey, you know, how are the guys doing? What's, you know, how's the atmospherics? I don't know. Right now all I know is what I read on like read online and there's a lot of fear out there, right? And there's th- th- and people are fearing the coronavirus. The stock market. What happened to my retirement? What's going to happen with the stock market? You know, for us, man, we're like we're all separated from our family and friends like what's going on back there? How's the family holding up? And I don't know about you guys, but it's not so much I fear the coronavirus as I fear the stupidity of other people. But these things kind of roll through your mind. And in the midst of all this negativity, I think we we, we we do need to remind ourselves that God is in the little things. You know, life is too precious for us to worry when there's really so much for us to be thankful for. So, I want to, um, I'm going to skip that. I'm going to keep this simple. I had an illustration there, but I'm going to skip it completely because I want to keep this simple for us today because I wanted you to walk away with something. Um, So today's challenge is that for you and for me is that we remind ourselves, ourselves to see God in the little things each and every day. One reason I believe we need to do that is for ourselves second reason we need to do that is for our families and the third reason we need to do that is for the people that we that we see and we interact with every day because if we as believers can't find joy each day then what of what for those who aren't we may be you may be the only Jesus that somebody sees and so I want this to I want this to be impactful and I want us to think about this Um, how do we see God in the little things but ultimately I think I break it down into like three ways I think we can do this in three different ways and simply put observe be still and be happy in the Lord observe be still and to be happy in the Lord so what do i mean by observe i talked a little bit about it my daughter knows how to observe right and so um, i've done a whole lot of talking so let's let scripture talk speak to us a little bit um romans 120 says this from the creation of the world his invig- his invisible attributes that is his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what he has made. It's Romans one20 We'll read that one more time. From the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes, that is his eternal power and his divine nature, have been clearly seen being understood through what he has made. So here's the bottom line with that, guys. God has revealed himself to all of us and he reveals himself each and every day through what he has made what has God made everything Everything. so in everything we we should find the glory of God in the clouds In the clouds in the sky you remember as a kid laying down on the grass and looking up and the and the clouds in the sky and like saying what you know what you see you still do that as an adult Maybe we ought to more. You know, when, 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 we're having, when, when you have those, those struggles, those, those fears and, and Satan kind of creeps into your life, maybe we need to just pause and observe. Step outside. How long does it take to step outside, lay on the gravel and stare up into God's wonder in the clouds and the clouds in the sky? You know, God reveals himself through everything that he's made. You know, I think about the difference between like this deployment and my first deployment back in 2010-11. During that deployment, calling back home wasn't near as easy as it is now. Now we carry around a puck in our pockets so and we can call from anywhere, right? I mean, what a blessing that is. And you know what? While man made that, that's part of God's creation too. Praise God that we are able to talk and speak and uh, you know, connect with our families. How many of you have been able to do video chat with family? That's what I'm saying. Like you can actually see the person. We were making like Google phone calls back in the day, you know, and uh, trying to make phone like standing in line at the AT and T like phone booth. You know, we are so blessed. Morale calls. What are you say? You <laughs> the morale calls, right? Yeah. God is good, and God blesses us through His creation, and God has created all things. You know. He's blessed us with the ability to communicate. He's blessed us with the stars in the sky. I remember being out at, uh, at Conoco and walking out of the building and it's so pitch black that you look up and you see every star in the sky. God is good and God blesses us through his creation. He reveals himself to us. And he reminds us of his greatness and his majesty each and every day. So if you're ever having one of those days where you're, you're having a hard time seeing God, just step out and appreciate what God has made. Pick a flower. Look at it intently. See the beauty of the intricate design. How do we see God in the little things? We observe what he's created. And we'll be blessed. The second way I believe that we can see God in the little things is this. And this is really hard. First, Sergeant, I know this is going to be hard for you. Be still. Be <laughs> still. Chief two. <laughs> Chief, two. Chief two, be still. I'm going to reference a scripture that may that may be familiar to you. It may not be, but in Psalm forty six ten, scripture tells us this. It says, "Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God." that takes effort in any environment but i think it takes a lot of effort for us while we're deployed because there's always something to do there's always somewhere to be you know what even in quarantine i find it hard to be still and let my mind be still before god because so, you want to be active. You, wanna, you want your mind to be engaged, doing something. You know, for, for us in quarantine, it's like, you know, I'm sitting there and it's like, oh, I want to play like a, like a game on my iPad or I want to watch a show or I want to like read a book. I just want all this stimulus that, to go into my brain. And really what God says is be still and know that I am God. We need to take time each day to be still before God so that we can observe his creation, so that we can enjoy his presence, and that we can hear his voice. I'm gonna give you a little bit of time to turn here, because I think you might, I want you to maybe think about this, mark it, remember it. First Kings, turn with me to First Kings chapter 19. First Kings chapter 19. Verses eleven through thirteen. Don't be scared to use your table of contents either. Comes after Second Samuel, right before Chronicles. You've got First Kings, chapter nineteen, verses eleven through thirteen. Now remember, it, the psalmist says, "Be still." and know that I am God. And in first Kings chapter 19 verses 11 through thir- 13 it says, "The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain." If you could have waited for like 30 seconds, that would have been perfect. It said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by." Then in a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, and the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face, and he went out and he stood at the mouth of the cave. And then the voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Be still, and know that I am God. And the reason why we read this passage about Elijah is because when you think about being in the presence of God, very often God comes in the smallest forms and in the gentle whisper. When Elijah was on that mountaintop and he was expected to be greeted by God, there were lots of things that went down. There there was wind, there was fire, there was earthquake, there was loud and observable but scripture tells us that god came to elijah in a gentle whisper how do we hear god's voice in our lives if we don't pause and be still before him so as we find god in the little things first thing we do is observe observe god's creation the second thing is is to be still let God work with us let God speak to us and the last is probably the hardest of all but really the easiest I phrase it this way be happy in the Lord if you were took a more pessimistic view I'd say don't worry don't worry be happy (laughs) be happy in the Lord don't worry you know saying don't worry is kind of a that's a hard thing to do right we worry we're not we naturally worry but what does scripture tell us about worry in Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 through 27 it reads this therefore I tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body and what you wear is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet their heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who are you by worrying? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? What Jesus is saying is like, God. Take God's going to, God's going to take care of it. God's got this all under control. If Jesus was in fifth group, he would say, it'll buff. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. In all seriousness, though, in all seriousness, we need to learn to worry less and trust in God more. Bad things happen, and bad things happen all the time. Coronavirus is just the is, is one blip on the radar screen and in the landscape of history. Um, the things that we endure each and every day is just a is just a, a blip on the radar screen. But scripture tells us that we that God takes care of the sparrow. How much more is he gonna take care of you and I? And I love that last portion. The last sentence is who of you by worrying can add a single hour? To your life be happy in the Lord and contrast that by the adversary what does scripture say about the adversary the tempter the snake in the garden the deceiver what does scripture say about Satan the devil in John chapter 10 it verse 10 it says this the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy and Jesus said I have come that they may have life and have life to the full you see the contrast Jesus gives life the devil wants to instill worry wants to steal and wants to kill and wants to destroy be happy in the lord so my encouragement really the encouragement for you for me and the reminder for you and for me is that each and every day we need to observe god and his creation and be encouraged by it we need to be still before god so that we can hear his gentle whisper. because there's plenty of things, there's plenty of noise out there that distracts us, right? Plenty of noise. The internet, noise, all noise. Why do we even look at it? I don't know, but I look at it every day. Memes. Memes. (laughs) That's some joy off the internet right there, right? Uh, So, observe, be still, and be happy in Christ, because that's what Christ is for each of us. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus comes that we might have life and life to the full. Some translations say that we might have life and life abundant. Some of the greatest blessings in life have no, absolutely nothing to do with stuff. A beautiful sunset. A hug for mom, your daughter, your son. Coffee in the morning. Can't imagine morning without coffee, right, Chief? God's blessing each day. The nectar of God. There's all there's all kinds of ways that we see God in our lives and the little things in the way that He does. Any of you guys seen the sound of music? Y'all know about the sound of music? You can admit it here. I'll have it stricken from the record afterwards. The Sound of Music is a musical way right back in like, I believe the 60s, um, but it has a song in there that I think is very applicable um, as we think about, as we think about our relationship with God and how we can see God in the little things. The, the main character in the movie, is her name's Maria and she, she sings a song and uh, these are the words of the song. These are a few of my favorite things. Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes. Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes. Silver white winters that melt into spring. These are a few of my favorite things. I share that with you because that that is the lens through which I believe we need to see the world our favorite things are the tiniest little things not necessarily big but god in the little things god in the small stuff i invite you to bow with me as i close in a word of prayer and we prepare for communion father we just come and lord just bow before your throne and we just lord right now even i'm convicted just to pause and be still before you Lord our desire each day is to hear the whisper of your voice speak to us O God remind us that you are in all things in the little things in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We'll conclude our time together today with uh, by taking communion, and um, I do want to offer just a moment of, of silence for each of us. Scripture does tell us that when we approach the Lord's table, that we should do it with humility and um, with a with a clear conscience and a forgiven heart. And so, I want to pause just for a minute. And give you a moment where you can spend time with God reflecting, um, confessing, and asking for forgiveness in anything that you may need to deal with God on your own. After a moment of silence, I will uh, pray a blessing upon the bread and the cup, and we'll take communion together. I invite you to bow just for a moment in a moment of silence before your Lord. Lord, just as the disciples gathered around the table with Jesus, we gather around the table today in remembrance of the sacrifice that was made for us, the body that was pierced and the blood that was shed, that we might have eternal life with you. Lord, I pray your blessings upon the bread and upon the cup and upon the men who are gathered here today. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Jeff's going to uh, pass out the elements. I ask that you take the, uh, the bread and the cup, and we'll hold it until uh, we take it. We'll take it all together. Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I pray that you would receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you. And may you know the hope, the joy, and the peace that comes through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In whose name I pray, amen, amen. That concludes our service. Thanks for coming. I'd shake your hand, but I can't. Air shake, fist bump, pound it, pound it out, pound it out.